season two of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Theta was recorded on September 28th, 2023. I love it. I love it. So I start with the same thing no matter what room I'm in or where I am in my 12 steps. So I'm going to start to say that um, I'm always a little nervous before I speak. And what I love to do is if we all, all 77 of us today, can just take a moment of silence, hear me breathe, and connect with me, and listen to my voice, and I'm going to take you through my journey. And I say that to say there's some things you'll agree with, some some things you won't, some things you'll connect with, and some things you won't. It's okay. It's not a moral issue. Just stay here with me. Stay here with me. And I'll take you through my journey of what I have and get from here. So I am covering for somebody today who I love very much. We switch places. So I would just like a moment of silence to just wish her a speedy recovery from a fall. And there's a lot of vibrations here. So if we could just vibrate together. We don't have to know a name. We just have to know whoever it is. We wish you well. Thank you. And the other thing I always say, it is an honor to be asked to speak. It's a privilege to be in these rooms, to be in 12-step recovery, receiving experience, strength, and hope from everyone. Right? And it's a blessing to be healing. Okay, that's a little different to be healing from the traumas <laughs> and effect of my dysfunctional childhood and just adult issues in life in general. So, again, thank you for having me. It's a privilege, honor, and a blessing. So, as we move on, hmm. I want to start with, because I am taking a little off guard since a little earlier than I was. So what I like is, what does ACA recovery look like? And I'm going to tell you, there's something about me. I don't have any independent feelings or anything about anything in life, right? If you ask me a question, most likely I'm going to go to the big book of AA, that was written way before any of us were born on here, I'm pretty sure. Um, I go into the literature, and for ACA, I go into the literature. And here's what it says. What does ACA recovery look like? So that way, I don't have to depend on you. It tells me right here. What does it look like? It is recovery involves emotional sobriety. So then I said, well, wait, what the hell is emotional sobriety? Um, you know, and, and it tells us we measure emotional sobriety by the level of honesty, mutual respect, 
and acceptability of feelings in our relationships. I was like, wow, what the hell is that? I did say that. I did say that when I was coming at Emotional sobriety means that we are involved in changed relationships that are safe and honest. We feel a nearness to our higher power. Don't be frightened when I say higher power of God. You don't have to run off and be scared. And everybody seems to want to tell me, well, they says you have to have a God. No, actually, the big book didn't say that if we actually read it and stopped listening to other people. It literally says that it's a it's a power, a higher power of your understanding so that we're not depending on ourselves. Right. So I want to say again, don't be offended if it's the doorknob. I don't care what it is. I have no nothing vested in what you believe. But for me, I believe in God. So. We feel a nearness to our higher power. We cultivate emotional sobriety through the 12 steps and through association with other recovering adults. I thought that was beautiful because it tells me, what am I doing here other than the pain I was feeling and the fact that someone got extremely mad at me and said, get help, <laughs> get help because I can't be around you anymore. Um, and literally those were his words. Um, and I kind of thought, what's wrong with him? <laughs> you know, I'm a nice person. I've been sober forever and I did all the steps, you know. <laughs> um, guess it wasn't enough. And then there's something else in this book that I thought really helped me move into a space of just acceptance. And that is we cannot change anyone but ourselves. And then I said, okay, I know what I'm here for. So it was just, it's, how did I get here? How did I actually get here? The literature talks about we want to heal our drunken or dysfunctional parents by acting good, silent, or by taking care of them. But the sickness the adult child attempts to cure in the parent is the disease of dysfunction, which we have no power over. I can't go back and change anything. I just can't. I may want to. I may want to talk to you to what's blue in the face about how these horrible things happened to me. It's over. And I know when I walked in, so I just thought I was a drunk, right? I just thought I was drinking or overeating and spending. That's it. And once I fix those, I would be fixed because I know how to fix. I know how to control, right? But here's the thing. It was easy for me to stop drinking because that wasn't the real core problem. So, and it was, it was a task. And I'm not saying that is for anyone else. Again, this is my story and my journey. It was a task. So I was able to let go with the supports. Then it was eating. Anything that would cover up this core pain that I suffer 
from being an adult child still wasn't fixed. So now I'm sober. I go through the steps. I do all the service. I know it's clear that for me to drink or compulsively overeat or to dead is to die. It's either <laughs> I'm living or I'm dying. Sounds hard. It sounds probably very hard for some people. For me, that's where it was. Then all of a sudden, I realized I still hurt. I still hurt from my core. And then I would listen. So I was visiting ACA for years, and I call it visiting because I would show up to little meetings in New York or whatever. And I started in California and LA when I lived there. And I show up and I knew I had some kind of um, identification, but I wasn't doing the work because I just figured, oh, it's the addictions that I need to get. <laughs> I just need to clean those up. I'll be good to go. Um, not true for me. Wasn't true. What those things did was give me the ability to look at what the true core problem is. I am living shame, abandonment, and hurt. That's who I was. And that's who I showed people I were. Even with a smile, the smile was hurting. I just couldn't get to the root of it because then I would do this. I would compare. You know how in the rooms they say compare is, dis <laughs> compare is despair? Well, I wasn't getting my butt kicked. I have to watch out because I have a mouth like a sailor. So <laughs> I'm going to try not to curse. I wasn't getting beat up and I wasn't getting this. And I wasn't, you know, making all these things. Well, really drums, they were just, and they would kiss me. And yeah, they loved me. What denial. We talk about in this room, it's denial. And what I had to, and what I learned here through this work, and I didn't get it in any of the other work I did, is that it does the level or the actual details of what happened isn't the problem. It is how it affected me. I still felt abandoned, alone, not good enough, and unworthy. How it happened is it, it just is. I can't go back and change them. It's over. It's gone. But what has happened is I dragged that, <laughs> that million pound on my back in every way that I could. I dragged it up the stairs. I dragged it through so many things. And it was hurtful. When I tell you it hurt, it hurt. And when I tell you that, gosh, I want to make sure I stay in the recovery here because the moment I stepped in, I knew I was in the right place. And then I had to take it apart as to what we do. They say we grow up, it's on page three, we grow up with shame, loss, self-hate, control with a sense of safety. 
wow. That, that <laughs> I'm going to cry again because I never really talk about it that much. The control aspect was controlling my relationships. And the way I did that is people were thinking, oh, you're so nice, you're so kind, look at what you do. That was a way to keep you the hell away from me. Because once I bought you something and smiled, I could just run away and hide and it would be over. Because the way this particular illness, because I am healing, works on me is I can sit with you and still not be with you. You won't even know I'm gone because I have built up a way to listen to you, respond to you, and not have you be next to me. It's the most isolating way of being that a person can endure. I look, sometimes I look at people and they go, oh, look, they have 50 million cats and they're all alone and they do all this stuff, you know, and that's the society stuff. And they show you and I think to myself, at least they have cats <laughs> because I could be alone and you could be right next to me and I can still hold a conversation <laughs> that you will not think I'm not there. It talks about in this book, in the Red Book, I'm going to keep reading things because this literature is so, so beautiful. This is the path for those willing to embrace the ACA way of life and the freedom it offers. It offers freedom. We just have to be willing to take it, you know? This can be exhilarating, yet frightening for some. To be given a chance to craft our own identity seems daunting, but we can do it through ACA. We no longer fear success or failure. We move beyond mere survival. We surrender, which means we are willing to do whatever it takes to recover and dream. This is so important. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you've been here 20 years, two days, or two hours. This is key to what I do and who I am. I no longer fear success or failure on a daily reprieve, okay? On a daily reprieve takes work. Okay, which means I'm willing, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to recover. That is, come to meetings, show up at nine o'clock at night and speak for 45 minutes, no matter how nervous I am and how I think, oh, am I connecting? I want to do it right. I don't want to make any mistakes. Mm -mm, not anymore. I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. I already had years of that. It's my, not my job to fix you, to inspire you, to do anything. It is my job to be willing to do the work that ACA takes in order for me to recover and heal 
from wanting to make things better for you and for you to connect, right? There's such a different way of looking. It is a freedom. It's a freedom. I didn't have that before. This is a short path that many ACA members have taken into a new way of life with feelings, trust, and spiritual awareness. I didn't even understand what a relationship with God was until 12-step recovery. I just thought you have to be like sick, starving, dead or something. And then you go. And then I actually was on my hands and knees looking up to the sky until somebody said, really? <laughs> I was like, hey, how the hell am I supposed to know? That's what I was told. I just know nothing changed. Um, but when I start, you know, and I tell people this, the steps for me is the connection with my higher power. The program is the connection. When I listen to you and I hear what you've done and I hear how you live your life today, even if it was just an hour, I grow along spiritual lines. That is the point of all these meetings. Not what I thought they were. Oh, we're going to talk about what we had and, you know, maybe do this and I'll write a few notes so that I'm really ready and then they can think I'm smart. And I say this in another room. I stood outside that room and said, if I could just go in and do what the hell they tell me to do and not have an answer, I'd be happy. And even today, I walk in here with an open mind and a willing willing and courageous heart to hear what you tell me. And then I look in this book when you read from it and I listen to the tools. The tools are meetings. The tools are fellow travelers. The tools are sometimes the left hand, the opposite hand writing. It is to go to meetings. It is to do service. It is to find a loving parent, right? a loving parent and acceptance. It is the ability to be kind to me like I can be to you. I thought kindness was just for you to leave me alone and me to be a good girl and go run away and look. Much. Well, you know what? I require a lot because being an adult child is probably <laughs> more difficult to deal with because I have mood swings that are like all over the place. And it depends. And I'm so hyper vigilant that I already think I know what you're saying. And I'm already going to answer it. And I'm already going to be ready because I'm a good girl. The beauty of walking into these rooms and not visiting. So listen, there's a difference between visiting, dumping, okay, and not coming out with what you're going to do to change your shit, okay, versus coming in, saying, here's what's wrong. And today I called a fellow traveler. And today I wrote. Today I did a recording listening. Today I went to five meetings to get some help. There is a solution here. And it is my responsibility, mine, not yours, mine, to remember that and do the work. Because only I can do the work.
And it talks about we don't do it alone. We don't. But I must remember the only person we can change. Me. Me. I can't change you. I can learn from you. I can move beyond being ashamed to ask you for help. That was the other thing. I wanted you to know that I knew everything so that I can be this person that knew everything. But guess what? I don't know everything. And it's okay to ask, oh, you'll think I don't, you'll think I'm dumb. Oh, that was probably a stupid question. All of that stuff from childhood, all of that stuff helped me. Notice I said, help me to build this facade that was so strong and so closed off and so hurt and shamed that I couldn't ask you for help. Couldn't ask you for help. I was, I, and then I would say, oh, I'm not a people pleaser. I'm not codependent because I don't care what somebody says. I don't need them. <laughs> but I'm obsessing what they said about me. Right. It's like, I love this book. It's like telling me, you know, like, yeah, well, you're thinking about them all day. You're thinking about what they say. Now you're changing your thoughts based on what they're saying. You're doing all this stuff. Yep. I think that maybe you have a problem there. And then I had to say, it's okay to have that problem because no one told me that in childhood. I didn't get the chance to be a person who made mistakes or a person who showed up and just, I, I, I really believe that I was an ADHD kid. I do. And I just think in my age group, they didn't, they didn't address those kind of issues. It was kind of like, why can't you focus? Why can't you do this? Here's the thing, because I can't. That's why because I couldn't. I did the best I had based on that time, that day, and that hour. And that's the same thing that if you get nothing from me today, that you understand it's this moment, it's this time, it's where my head is now, and it is what it is. Acceptance is the key to all the things I do in my life today. I accept that I need the work that we do in ACA. I need to be, for my higher power, to be my loving parent. Maybe you don't need it that way. It's no judgment. I need it. I need that higher power to take over because I cannot do it on my own. It becomes critical. I become unkind to myself, which means that I will attack you at any moment because I will feel you attacked me. They talk in the book about mirror and projection, projecting my feelings or my hurt feelings on someone else. They talk about awareness, that it's a gradual change. It isn't like I'm going to wake up and go, I didn't meetings in 90 days. 
at ACA. So I must be cured. And now I can do all the service and do all the work. They talk about that, that we run to service, we run to different things without really understanding the inner turmoil. And it's easy. It was easy for me to do that because that's the fix it. That's the control. It's harder to step back and look at that laundry list and realize I'm really afraid of authority figures. I do that. No, I am. I will make you my God in a second without even understanding that I'm doing that. Who knew? I didn't know that. They say that a lot of us are really successful at work and we have great booming careers and all this. They talk about this. I can't remember what page in the red book. I wanted to read it and then I got nervous and couldn't find it. Um, that was me. I was what I did. I was what I did for a living. You see that and I am. <laughs> right? You don't get to know if I have a thought, a brain or anything. It's what I did. And then I picked a career which we do at the Red Book says, I picked a career in, in a creative atmosphere, which means that there's a, lot, there's a lot of codependence, a lot of screaming. I like tell people, how were you as a kid in the sandbox? Did you play nice? Or did you, because we do, it, it just becomes, there's a, there's a way that they would say, Oh, she's talented, so let it go. That happens a lot in society. We judge people by not the content of what they are, right? ACA gives us, shows us what we're made of, right? I was always defending Defending that, that's the other thing, the defensiveness of this disease. It, I didn't even know I was defending myself, but I was, because if you ask me a question, it was a long statement that I had to seem like I had to make sure you understood when sometimes, and sometimes people will go, it's just a yes or no answer. And then I would blame it on being a baby boomer. We have to explain, right? All of those things have gone out the window for me. And I go back to what it says here. And it says, here's, here's what I realized I was doing. We miss this subtle distinction between powerlessness and helplessness. They miss fear-based control appearing as manageability, right? ACA experience has shown that adult children will cling to controlling behavior and learn helplessness as long as it works for them. However, these learned behaviors can be changed with diligent step work and regular attendance. I have turned my helplessness. I'm not really helpless. I'm powerless. And I'm not, you know, 
I can receive help now. I ask. I ask each one of you. Sometimes they text you. What do I do here? What does this mean here? What should I do? I didn't even know. I just didn't know I needed it. And I'm going back because I say this three times because this is where I'm stuck in life is being able to ask for help. Really stuck there. And I noticed that they say in the book, we have three things. Fright, flight, freeze. I can leave within two seconds. <laughs> if I'm not leaving emotionally, I'm leaving physically. Now, I notice I freeze. So one of the things the book always says, it says here, wait, we are not responsible for rescuing, saving, or healing our parents or siblings who remain, who remain marred in family dysfunction. So I was always running away from my sister, who I just felt choked by. I detached with love. I don't call. I block her calls. If something's wrong, one of her kids will tell me and I can go to a hospital or whatever. I am not responsible for rescuing people. Even people in the rooms. It's not my job. My job is to protect and love nourish and be kind to Theta and always go back to it is my job to take care of me. I'm not responsible. I can't cure, fix, or change people. But I can. We say it in the other rooms. Bless them, change me. That's my motto. Bless you. I can hear you. I'll put the space for you, but I can't change you. And if it's too much, what I learned in these rooms, I have to move away. So what I noticed is that because these things are gradual change, when I used to, go ahead, tell me, it's a half an hour. Thank you. Because you know I can't see that little that little clock, just so we're clear. So you have to say it out loud for me. Thank you. Um, and so I what I noticed is so a lot of our work is awareness first. We have to be aware of it before we can change it. That's what the red book says in the step. I noticed there were two occasions within the last week where I went into a complete shutdown. Someone hugged me and was so happy I was there. I don't know what happened. I'm going to be honest. I'm an ACA. I have every symptom here. I hugged her. I smiled. I walked across the street, got in my car, and they were like, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm feeling a little tired. <laughs> it's like, 
there was something about that dynamic that brought me back to a place that I couldn't be in. I am not cured. I'm recovering one day at a time. But I do it with kindness and me leaving. Instead of saying, instead of saying something crazy, like, oh, I'm, I, I don't want to be here anymore, or something, something that I would say that was rude. I honored myself in them and I thanked them for a wonderful time. And I left. There was something I need to do to be kind to me. That is not the flight that it used to be. It's not the freeze that it used to be. And that is what the recovery is. So I go back when they talk about emotional. What is it? What makes it? And I want to just, again, bring us back. This, this is the most important thing. What does ACA recovery look like? Not Theta's recovery. What does ACA recovery look like in regard to who you are? For me, it's baby steps. It's loving myself. It's writing down at night ways that I honored who I was without making you wrong or not asking you a question so that I become a victim. That's the other thing the book says. You know, when I sit around and make you answer me, instead of believing inside of me that I have that answer, it's okay. I don't need validation. Having you validate everything I do. And let me tell you, I would call like eight people. I just called like, I was getting ready to call six people about, do I need umbrella insurance? Like literally. And I know that's a silly thing, but it's still a way that I second guess my decisions, right? So I sat down and I did what we do here. <laughs> just walk my steps through it. And I said, you're going to be okay, whether you take it or you don't take it. You'll be fine. You know why? You'll know what you need later. You don't have to ask eight people. You don't have to sit around and worry about it. You don't have to fix it. It's not fixed. It doesn't need fixing or controlling. It needs a gentleness of an acceptance. This is a decision. I worked hard to make these decisions, you know, and here we are. What does emotional sobriety look like? It means that we are involved in changed relationships that are safe. Leaving and hugging was safe. Moving in a nice place without making a big to-do about how they upset me. You know, <laughs> being honest. Being honest, as I said to my friend, I can come to your birthday thing, but you know that too many hours with too many people, I get frazzled and dysregulated. Allow me to do something else to help you. I can pick up some of the food, bring it to your house or whatever. That sounds like a crazy thing, but guess what? I saved myself from bidding around people that I just may not want to talk to that day. I took care of me. And guess what? When I take care of me, everyone around me respects it. 
because I didn't make them a victim. I didn't make them part of the decision. I spoke up for myself in the most kindest way. Because if someone had said that to me, I would have said, oh, sure, whatever you need. But when I had to do it, I had to be above reproach. No, I can't. You know, I can't sometimes. I can't. You know, um, the other thing I know, because I really just only want to talk about recovery here because it's just it's a beautiful thing. One of the other things was don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. Right? They talk about that. I am learning how to trust. I'm trusting the process. So I have a lot of trust issues, obviously, because I'm an ACA person. Here's how I learned how to trust. By coming to the rooms and trusting that the meetings are working exactly the way they're supposed to be. And then I sit back and go, you're here, you're listening, you got something, that's a trust, right? I had to let go of um, my position and my work. Well, two things happened when I hit a bottom in ACA. A couple of years ago, I got, <laughs> they gave me a promotion, then they took it back. A huge promotion that everybody knew about and congratulated me. And my um, ACA issues took over and they decided to take it back. Luckily, new people came in and they said, no, I don't want her. I had to live through that and walk through that. And I did. Then I um, built myself back up. Tough, tough girl. And, and a few months ago, I took what I call a sabbatical from work and I turned and I decided to devote my time to 12-step recovery completely and to ACA because I am sober and I am abstinent and I am soul solvent. Now I need to fill that hole that hurts and I've done that and that's what recovery looks like. It's trusting, right? I trust don't talk, right? I talk all the time now. And I don't have to tell you all my accolades and all the wonderful things I did in life so you'll like me. But I talk. I talk from my heart. I talk from the book, right? Um, I trust because I had to trust God to take care of me and not feel so horrible because I can't tell you what I do for a living. So I had to trust that I'm meatier and I have more than what I do for a living. I trust it. That's the trust, right? And that's the healing. I can't believe it's, it's like towards the end of the year. And I was asking God, just give me a year. Just let me figure it out. Just help me because I can't keep hurting myself because I'm hurting everyone around me. So <laughs> feelings, I cry a lot. I let my feelings know I'm vulnerable and I'm able to turn around when something isn't accurate and say to you, I am so sorry. Here's what I was thinking and feeling, right? And then that person 
has an opening of kindness to respond to me differently and t- instead of the victim of, well, you said this and I had to do that. I don't do that anymore. Well, one day at a time. <laughs> Nothing's ever completely gone in my world. It is a daily reprieve based on my spiritual condition. That is my belief. Um, And as I wrap up, I want to go back because this part that we read all of the time, it's the solution. Again, I want to say that ECA, thank you. I see it. ACA, we all have a story, some worse than others, but we're here because we want to heal from whatever that story is. ACA, again, if you're not in a place to hear what I'm saying, there's another place and another meeting. Please just keep going. Please look at what the literature says. There's something in there. You know, I didn't touch on all the inner parent loving that we have to do. I really just stayed with why am I here? What have I gotten? And what is the solution? And how I can want to continue to move forward and to grow and to love and to care, and to know I'm worth something without having to be the the director of major industry and have all these accolades. I'm so much more than that. I do not want to die. And my ACA issues, I believe, are more detrimental to me than the alcohol, than the food, and the deading. That's my belief because they can choke me with just being unsatisfied. They may allow me to hurt myself, which I have in the past, physically. So the book does talk about it being a mental. It's mind, body, and spirit. All of those things will die if I don't do this work. That's my story. Maybe for you, you don't feel that way, and it's okay. But give this work a chance. Don't stay in your problem. Stay in the solution. That's what I want you to walk away with. You don't stay in the problem. Problem will kill us. It'll kill me. Keep it on myself, right? Crosstalk us. It'll kill me. I'm not willing to leave this earth feeling bad any longer. I have less time in front of me than I have behind me. I'm not going out like that. This work is going to save me one day at a time through being able to be aware that I'm frightened be aware that I have to leave a situation to to really know there's a way and to make phone calls, come to meetings. One of these books said that in the beginning, we should go to 60 meetings within 90 days. Ask yourself, did you do that? Ask yourself, you know, here's the solution. 
we become our own loving parent, right? God is my loving parent because I didn't know what that looked like. Even when I was loving it, it sounded critical. I moved beyond. I moved beyond. Become a safe place for you and you will find freedom to express your hurts and fears that you have kept inside and to free yourself from a shame and blame. You allowing me these 45 minutes, remember I said it is a blessing and a privilege. You allowed me to feel, to talk, <laughs> right? You will become an adult who is in prison no longer by childhood reactions. I'm not in prison. There's a way out. There's a way out. You will recover the child within. Learn to love and accept yourself. I'm an amazing woman. And each day when friends would tell me that, I would think, oh, they just want to be my friend. Oh, they don't mean it because that's the way I grew up. That's And I say to myself, what is this, the 80s, the 70s? You know what? People aren't with you if they don't want to be. Are you with anybody you don't want to be with? No. I am an amazing woman who has grown leaps and bounds because I realized that I was hurting people and hurting myself. Judith said, no. They don't need to know every little detail of my childhood. Somebody wants to say that they do. I call that therapy. What you need to know is I was hurt, abandoned, shamed, lost, and felt unworthy and unloved. And I will finish up on that saying that this is the place for you. And please, please, if you hear nothing, just hear there's a solution. Embrace it and do what you need to do as I do what I need to do. Thank each and every one of you for being here and allowing me to show you Theta.